How can you unleash creativity into your world? Welcome to the Conquer Your Mountains Week 10 podcast titled Releasing Your Inner Artist. And in today's episode, we will explore how you can release creativity into unexpected places. If you are following the Conquer Your Mountains reading plan, you are in week 10 that has the name One Kings, Be My Guide. My name is Amanda DeWitt, and I am senior editor at the Luca Faith and Inspiration imprint of Penguin Random House South Africa. We publish books that provide readers with engaging, high-quality reading material, both fiction and non-fiction. I'm excited to be joining Manda's podcast today, so let's kick off. As a writer, what does creativity mean to you? Thanks, Amanda, for hosting me today. My career as a writer is fairly recent, and a lot of my career was in the accounting world initially. Then I moved into consulting and then ultimately business. And in all of those industries, I never thought that creativity was a key thing of my attributes. Uh, Yes, I had to be creative in terms of creating strategies, finding new solutions to problems. But in becoming a writer, I felt that I shifted to another part of my brain. And I've realized that when when you write books, it's really like painting. You come up with a picture in your head. That picture becomes a series of pictures and that becomes a story. And the creativity is imagining that and converting it into books, into paper. Mm-hmm. Well, you have recently released a new book and it's a fiction titled The Fallen Angel. Talk to me a bit about the creative processes that led to you writing a science fiction book after finishing your previous one, which was a devotional. I think I really stressed my creativity to the limits in writing The Fallen Angel. <laughs> and at, at times I felt like I was breaking rules. You know, when you create an imaginary vehicle or something with science fiction and you're like, oh, Can you really create that? And I think that's part of the joy of being creative. You flex the muscle that all of us have in terms of being able to think fully outside the box. And I think it's a skill that we don't often nature. And what I found with writing The Fallen Angel, delving into science fiction, Part of the creative process started from what is already known. So, for example, I looked up information around what scientists and other learned people think the future may look like. And there's versions of that out there that if you search hard enough, you'll you'll find future alternatives that you can base a story on. And having started from the unknown uh, then I had to move into new new worlds which I had to imagine along the way and for me it was really taking time whether it was doing walks or running taking time to allow my mind to drift into a world where imagination doesn't know any bounds 
And it's not an easy process initially, but as you allow your mind to open yourself up to new possibilities, you start to really be so creative. And in the book, The Fallen Angel, it is about this mysterious being that is found that has been trapped for thousands of years. I found that once I got going with that storyline, so many other possibilities started popping out. And in fact, I actually had to hold back and package more into a sequel because the list of possibilities was really, really mushrooming. It's definitely a very intriguing book. I must say, I read it from the beginning to the end in one sitting. I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> would you say, or in which way would you say your creative processes differed when writing this novel compared to when you were writing Conquer Your Mountains, which is so devotional? So with Conquer Your Mountains, there was an element of being creative. If you look at just the book title, it's themed around mountains. And in that book, a knowledge of a mountain really symbolizes something that you need to climb up, and that's the conquering. So there was an element of creativity in terms of coming up with sub-themes around how many ways you can conquer a mountain. And I actually ended up with 12 ways. So you'll see that that book has 12 themes, all linked to different types of mountains that you can face in your life. The main difference, though, with The, the Fallen Angel is that the extent of creativity with science fiction, I think, just got more magnified. I spent about three months just working on the research parts of the book. Wow. And... Yeah, that was uh, a fairly intense process uh, of getting enough information that would enable me to create new worlds in the science fiction uh, realm. So often when you read a really good science fiction book, you find that they help you to escape. They create a whole new world. It's got its own rules, its own way of things being done. And that's part of what makes a creative science fiction book. And some authors really take it to extreme levels. Yeah, I know if, if you look at a lot of the rings where Tolkien actually developed new languages for his character. So yeah, I think he I think he's probably right up there in terms of how far you can go in being creative. And I think that process for me was initially challenging because with my root career being trained as a chartered accountant, we are not naturally empowered to be creative. We are trained to actually put things into boxes. And once things are in neat boxes, then we believe life makes sense. It must have been quite daunting when you decided to completely embrace your creativity and step into it and put it in a book and then put it out there for the world to read. How do you embrace vulnerability to be creative? The thing with being creative and ultimately releasing your inner artist is that you need to open yourself up to uh, all forms of, of rejection. 
so in the non-creative world where one plus one equals two, there's a lot of safety in that. If you are given a task and that task is to take a certain box and carry it and put it in another part of the building, that's a very linear task. And when you complete that task, you already know that you've been successful. But when you are creative and someone says, sketch me something, uh, draw something that represents a mountain or a particular scene in a book, you could put in huge effort and people might still not like it. And I think that's the part of the challenge with releasing your inner artist. I think you need to realize that in being creative, there'll be things that some people will like and there'll be things that other people don't like. And I think that's the same in most creative industries. So if you use TikTok, you can spend a whole day working on short form video, but TikTok has got an algorithm and that algorithm decides whether what you've created will be liked or if it should be liked by other people. And if the algorithm says what you've created is not what it wants, then it it, uh, rejects it. So I think when we open ourselves up to be more creative, we just need to accept that there'll be more opportunities to be yeah, to, to, to be rejected, but there'll be also a lot more opportunities to actually do something that is so transformational that you'll be so proud that you, you stretched yourself. Reminds me of Thomas Edison when he was creating the light bulb and after 10,000 tries, he said he didn't fail 10,000 times. He just found 10,000 ways not to create a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, in your journey, how did you discover your inner artist? So if I answer that from a a writing perspective, I first discovered it when I was at school, entered an ESA competition, and I didn't think I would do anything useful out of it, but I entered. It was a 1,500-word essay. And then to my surprise, I I won a prize in that ESA competition. And that was one of the early signals that told me that I could create, that there was an element of having an inner artist that could be unleashed. But it's not something that I developed much more than that until more recently when we started working on the two books that, that we've, we've released in the last year. Speak to the listener who is facing big hurdles in being creative. Where and how can they start? I think the starting point is to be vulnerable. Yeah, once you decide to be creative, you, you need to feel comfortable playing with different things, experiencing different things. And I think that's our default state. If you look at little children, they are really creative. And the reason why they're creative is that they don't know any limits. And I think limits are conditioned into us as we grow. 
But if you look at yourself through the eyes of a child, that childlike innocence, you might start to realize that you could shape things totally differently. And some examples of that, if you look at new inventions in terms of transport and that is the, the notion of hyperloop tunnel where vehicles could be transla- transported at hundreds of kilometers per hour and planes that could maybe fly out into space. These sort of concepts start with a very wild imagination where someone is childlike in thinking, oh, maybe this could be done. And once you've stretched your mind that way, it becomes easier actually to then speak to engineers and say, I've dreamt that I could do this or that I could design something that looks like this. What are the limits? And then you learn about the laws of gravity that could bring you crashing back to Earth. But I think that exploration is the very beginning of being creative and I think in everyone's life, I think you need to have a few key moments in your life where you really stretch yourself beyond the barriers that you thought were going to hold you back. I love that. And the principle that everything that we see today that exists once existed first in someone's mind as a thought. That's wonderful. That's very, very inspiring. We will end the podcast with an extract from Mandla's book, Conquer Your Mountains, Week 10. Page 45, there's a sentence that speaks powerfully, which says, so many situations in my life were dead, and yet God came to show me a better way that breathed life into decay. Decay.